Hello, everybody. The Pest Posse TV is live and in the house today. Welcome to Pest Posse TV, the ultimate hub for pest management professionals hungry for success. Brought to you by the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control related training and information. The Pest Posse is here to arm you with the skills and knowledge needed to propel you toward unparalleled success in the pest control industry. Whether you're a seasoned pest management professional looking to sharpen your skills or just getting started in your pest control career, we've got you covered with riveting discussions, expert interviews, and insider insights that will not only educate but entertain. So get ready for a journey into the pest control industry like never before, right here on Pest Posse TV. I'm Cully, visionary and creator here at the Pest Posse. Yes, and Happy New Year's, everyone. We certainly appreciate you being here with us. That's right, I'm Foster here at the Pest Posse. I don't know what you want to call me today, but thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We certainly do appreciate it. We're real excited about uh, today's live stream here. I think we got a good one for everybody. I think this is probably going to be our most important episode of the year, and we're so we're kicking it off right exactly um, everybody yeah. who's with us live please feel free to um comment give us your name where you're from company you work for at least the state um also please let us know if you have any questions as we move forward this is going to be a really great topic oh yeah uh, and so we'd love to have you guys being have you folks be involved with us ask your questions we can get on them right away um so exactly excited. exactly yeah and and today yeah like i said we got a good one today and as everybody's been seeing and we've been promoting it there on social media today we have aaron gilchrist uh from intellishef really she's going to be discussing that great topic you know are pest management professionals considered professional drivers and Kelly, i think this is the topic that just has been sorely looked over here in the industry and we're just so excited that we're having Aaron here today for this, for well, this great topic. Yeah, guess what? Last month I got notified that um, my my auto insurance is leaving the state. Oh They're no, that's not all, good. All of the accounts, all the pest control customers. That's that's we have this through a, a company that specializes in pest control. Yeah. Um, we get our uh, liability and all of our other, you know, insurances through this company and we get a really good discount and bam, no auto. And I have a clean driving record, no tickets, no accidents. For, yeah. I don't know how many years, at least a decade and um, gone. My I mean, we have a broker. He's going to yeah. get more insurance, but guess what? Yeah. My bottom line is going to go up, but I don't know how oh, much. It's 100% it's going to go up, and that's what's just so tough about this. Yeah, and it's just kind of crazy with that in good old state of California. Yeah, so they'll well, that find somebody anywhere, anywhere, It's not stressful. even just California. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, I know. It's just that we're addicted to this. Yeah. This, we, we call it distracted driving, <laughs> but the reality <laughs> is we're addicted to this. Totally addicted to it. 100% we're addicted so, to it. Uh, uh, so Erin's going to be fantastic. She's got yeah. her own podcast. We've had her on before. Yep. Um, she's got a wealth of information, um, completely mind-blowing um, concept about this topic. Exactly. And I think it's really great. So happy she's willing to be with us. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to have Just a really good you. discussion. Um, yep. But before we bring on Erin, we want to remind you all that – Starting in February, 
Um, well, this this is still a little bit of a debatable topic. Foster wants us to put our live stream only on Pesposi TV. I know we're we've agreed on putting our webinars only on Pesposi TV. Yep. Um, but so that's a possibility. Pesposi TV or our Pesposi TV Facebook group, which really that's that's easy access. All yep. I have to do is get on there. We we don't like keep people from being on our Facebook group. No, we don't. Um, no. We don't want any trolls, but we don't usually have problems with trolls. No, um, no we don't. But we, we no don't. longer be streaming straight to Facebook and LinkedIn, our pages on there. We're going to be putting them on our specific Facebook page. And then, of course, you can always watch it on PestPossyTV.com. Yeah, really. And there's a couple of reasons why, like I said, it's kind of been a debate with this, but we really want – PestPossyTV.com really to be that true pest control television network where you really can find all of our video-based content. And that's really why we're doing this. That way you guys can experience how easy this platform is to really navigate all of our content. And also, too, to really effortlessly find really all of our latest in-depth training, interviews, product reviews, all that good stuff we've got. And also, too, it'll kind of get you guys used to that because really we have a goal here in 2024 that by world, we're all going to have you guys an app on your phone. And so if we get you used to over to getting into just seeing PestPossyTV.com, when you do the live, you're going to be able to see it right there on your phone real easily. So kind of one of the reasons, but we'll see what we'll do with that. We we might continue to, to broadcast it out um, there on LinkedIn and Facebook for the next couple of months. But we're going to try to kind of phase that out to really get you guys into that, like we said, the true pest control television network. That's what this is all about. Yeah, that's right. Um so Pest Posse TV now has the option of a monthly paid membership that includes the in-depth continuous training solution, Pest Posse Academy, yep. uh, the monthly live in-depth training, and a new community that provides a dedicated space where you can connect with your fellow Pest Posse members, uh, yep. all the pest management professionals that are on there and have direct access to us, the team here at Pest Posse, um, and talk about stuff. You get to hear, exactly. I post stuff on there pretty regularly when I see stuff out in the field that's cool or we can share. Yep. Uh, and we can all seek, seek each other's advice. We can collaborate on solving problems and we can just vent a little about pest control. Exactly. We do exactly. need to vent about pest control. <laughs> we do, we do. And what's so good about that now is that, you know, we do have the ability to comment and everything. And that's what with this live, um, if you guys see me kind of looking over, um, I'm actually looking at it live here on PestBossyTV.com. Wanted to make sure that it's still working. And we can also chat live on PestBossyTV.com. So we can't bring those up into the into the live stream yet here. We're still trying to work that out. But um, but really, yeah, like we said, we really want TV really to help you guys you know, learn, grow, and succeed in this pest control industry. And really with that continuous training um, that's available for everybody, it's, it's really at an affordable price. And we really have, you know, really three levels of the membership, but really the one that's going to help you guys learn, grow, and succeed is that Succeed membership. And um, what what is that a month, Cully? We did something kind of silly with that, I think. Well, it includes all the things we talked about, obviously. Yep. And um, that is $14.99 a month. That is just exactly. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and um, we've got a link to the sign up page. Uh, so that way you can uh, sign up real easy today. Yep. Get on there, get involved. We've literally got hundreds of hours of content for you to partake in. 
uh, that's ready to go. And like Foster said, we have the, you know, when we talked about, we got this really cool community. Now you can comment on the individual episodes as yep. part of that. You can comment into the community itself. You can post questions, um, you know, whatever we want to talk about there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, we do, I can see how many people we have over on PestBossyTV.com. It's not a few people because um, we don't have a, a lot with that. But yeah, if any of those guys are actually watching on PestBossyTV.com, hey, feel free to put something there in the live chat that we have so that way I can see that. Um, and I'll shout out on that if we have something like that. But uh, yeah, it's just a great way to really have you guys just get a continuous training solution for your company. So I think without just kind of hawking any more of our our wares and all this stuff here. I say we just jump right into this and we bring Aaron into this stream and just get going with this, uh, with this program here. What do you think, Kelly? Absolutely. Let's bring uh, Aaron on. Okay. Let me get her in here. Let's get her set up. Hey, Aaron, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We certainly do appreciate you being here today. Um, I think this is going to be a great timely topic. So I think we're going to be good. So Looks like maybe you froze, but we'll see what happens here once we get going. So, um, so yeah, just welcome for being here today. I certainly do appreciate it, Aaron. So, yeah, looks like you unfroze, which is good. That's that's the magic of live. Things do happen. But, no, it looks yeah. like you're you're all good now, so we're all good. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, uh, before we get started, uh, why don't you provide everybody with your 60-second uh, elevator speech as far as, you know, who is Aaron? Okay, won't take that long, but... Um, I'm Erin Gilchrist and I am the VP of fleet evangelism at IntelliShift. So that that's fancy term. Um, but what it really means is I get to do this. I get to talk about what's really important in the fleet industry and I'll, I'll include operations and safety in that as well. So if you're a safety manager, risk manager, ops manager, you're a driver, you're a fleet, um, manager of some sort, um, then those are the kind of people that I get to talk to about what I've learned over the years. And those are the people that I want to learn from. And I'm building that community to try to raise awareness around um, efficiency and safety. And so at IntelliShift, um, I get to do three things. So I get to be that internal sort of voice of the customer. And so that everything that we do at IntelliShift is... um, my contributions can help us think about our customer in a different way because I am the customer. So it's kind of a unique way for us to get the um, perspective of the customer all along in every decision we make, marketing, product, uh, product development, sales. So I get to work with our awesome internal teams um, to help them understand what fleet safety and ops managers need every day. So it's like being a fleet manager with out of fleet. So it's way less stressful. The second thing I get to do is I get to be a consultant for our prospects and our clients, which is a super cool because I get to help them bring um, their visions to life, whether they be um, focused around safety and efficiency or other things. I get to help them write policies and a roadmap and blueprint their, their goals and initiatives. So that is really fun. And then last but not least, like you guys mentioned in your intro, I get to host a podcast and just share out this, um, you know, with this community and build this community really, um, and talk about fleet management. So it's just, um, it's awesome. It's it's a gift to be able to do it. And I love sharing what I've learned and learning from others. So I am, um, I know today's going to be more of that. So thanks for having me. 
Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I think Absolutely this is great. Our pleasure. And you mentioned your podcast, and just to let everybody know, this is kind of just another resource for everybody on PestPossyTV.com. Is uh, you can go into, and we actually have a page set up for podcasts, and we've actually put uh, the Straight Talk on Fleet, which is Aaron's podcast. Mm-hmm. It's right there on PestPossyTV.com, so you guys can go and check that out. There's a multitude of areas uh, where you can click on to get into those podcasts. It's in the footer. Uh, we've also got a tile set up right on the front page there before you sign up. So you go and check out her podcast. Just, again, Aaron's got a wealth of information. That podcast is just phenomenal, and that's how Cully actually found you, which we're <laughs> grateful that Cully explores these podcasts. He's got time to do that, um, and this is great that we're able to have you on, so... Thanks guys, so go much. and check out her. Uh, go and check out our podcast. It's excellent. Yeah, and if you guys want to reach me, I mean, you know, you can reach me through Pest Posse and also just on LinkedIn or whatever. I love to talk to people. Start a conversation with me on there. I love doing that. And I guess I I would be remiss if I didn't mention like why do I get to do this? Well, I ran an enterprise size fleet for a little over fifteen years um, with thousands of vehicles and drivers, and really. Um, had to turn over every rock and try everything possible over those years. So I've screwed up a bunch and I've learned a bunch and, um, you know, I've gotten involved in the industry so that I could, um, have a mentor in my role as a fleet leader. And now I get to be that for other, um, people in the fleet industry and some, some women in fleet, which is awesome. So that's why I get to do this. I have some experience. (laughs) Yeah, no. And it shows, you know, I don't even know how I got into your podcast because, you know, <laughs> like the whole aspect of us having you on and to talk about this whole issue of our pest control people, professional drivers, our technicians out there doing the service. Are they actually professional drivers? I would have. I don't even I don't know why I just wouldn't ever listen to a fleet. <laughs> What do I care about fleet? I'm just one guy. I just have to take my truck in on a regular basis, get the oil changed, make sure the tires are good, make sure the brakes are all right, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I clicked on there and I I just, I'm one, I'm hooked. Um, <laughs> two, when you start talking about professional uh, service people being professional drivers, and, you know, I'm always thinking like tractor trailer drivers, those are professional drivers, right? Ambulance drivers, firemen, those guys are professional drivers. I'm just a guy going out and killing bugs. <laughs> but that's not really the case. Uh, yeah. You know, like we said in the intro, I really believe this is the big issue in uh, pest control right now. California, everybody who gets their insurance through this one organization, through our um, our pest control association, they all just lo- got noticed that they lost their their inch their auto insurance, and this is I believe this is why this is the core issue. Um, let's talk about that. What is a professional driver? I mean, in, in my perspective, anybody who gets behind the wheel of the most dangerous tool that any organization or person will ever own or issue in their org is a vehicle. It's the most dangerous tool. And there's lots of reasons why it is, and we'll get into that. But if you think about what a professional driver is, it's someone who is fully conscious and aware of what that responsibility is when they get behind that wheel. And they take it seriously, 
They have tools and technologies and processes and operating practice that support them in their mission to never get in an accident, you know, if they can help it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a professional driver is anybody who drives for a living, no matter what their vocation is. I don't care if it's one truck or 10,000 trucks or vans or cars. It doesn't matter if you are issued or you own vehicles to perform your work, then if, if you don't see yourself as, as a professional driver, then you need to take those steps to become a professional driver, to reduce your risk and to stay insured at a good price. Right. And then, and we can dig into that too. But I think, again, it's just anybody who bears that responsibility of driving for themselves, their organization or another organization for their job should consider themselves a professional driver. Yeah. I now completely agree (laughs) (laughs) on another mind bender for me. And that was that it's a reality that truck, that vehicle is the most dangerous piece of equipment that you're issuing to your employees. Yep. And it's also the most essential, right? Like if you have an organization or you own a business and you have vehicles, you must need them. Right? So, you're a fleet. You're a fleet of one. You're a fleet of 10. I don't, like I said, I don't, it doesn't even matter. If you need a vehicle to do the work that you do, then that vehicle is a very important tool, but it's a dangerous tool. So it can be like your best friend because it helps you get to that customer. It has the tools there you need, the equipment that you need to get to that customer and do that work and make that money, right? Pay those bills. But at the same time, you're not only out there driving it as a professional and as a vocational worker, but you're alongside of millions of other people, the general public and a million other fleets out on the road doing the same thing. So we we're a community. We need to work together to make sure that we're all, you know, on the same page to make the roadways safer. And that takes a different level of thinking. um, And it takes, um, processes, tools, and tech, and we can dig into that, but you're right. I mean, the vehicle is essential to the job, but it's also a, a really big risk. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, what it, is it? It's, isn't it like tens of thousands of people die every year in auto accidents, right? I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and we know that 50 people die a day now. Okay. We think this is um, underreported by, um, at least 50%, if not more. So we're probably more like a hundred people dying a day from distracted driving. And that's what's being classified as a distracted driving incident. And many are not. So we know that's grossly underreported. And that is why we're here today, because if we can change that mindset and people get in their asset in the morning and go, mm-hmm. okay, I got to think about my job differently and my role differently today. That's how we start to move the needle and um, make those roadways safer for all of us, for our families. You know, for my daughter who is getting her temps in just a month. Ah. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, yep. it's it's yep. scary. It's it is. Scary. It is. And we're and when we're looking at this as far as these vehicles and everything. I mean, we've talked about all this with this definition, you know. And I think it's great to really, you know, to hit this home again. If you got one truck. It doesn't matter. You're you're basically you're a fleet. You're a professional driver. Um, 
But really, what should companies do to make sure that their employees are really operating these company vehicles really in a professional manner? Um, I think there's some things that really kind of go into that that we need to we need to touch on. And there's just like so many different ways to answer that question. But I think let's start high level and say that fundamentally they need to first have that mindset for themselves. It's it's that culture thing. You were talking about that a minute ago um, before we got on. Culture is this um, sort of your, you know, character, the, the personality of your company. So if, if I ask this in interviews, when, when I'm going to interview for a job, I'll say, well, describe your culture like they're a person. Would you hang out with this person? What's this person like? How do they roll? How do they operate? So when I think about company culture, this is this opportunity for companies to develop a safety culture that is that touches every aspect for every worker, whether it's ergonomic safety for people who sit in a dag on chair all day, whether it's the, the drivers out on the road who need specific um, and prescribed things in order to be safe. So, so it starts with this company culture and everybody um, beating to the tune of the same drum as it relates to safety. But then when you think about like what organizations do to get there, it, it starts there. Then it's really about building policy and practice so that drivers know exactly technicians or whatever you call them in your org. They're drivers, by the way, yep. that they understand the rules and the regulations. But then how do you enforce those things? And that takes um, tools and tech that can pr provide the driver in an easy way to understand how they're driving. And it starts with, in my, in my professional opinion, it starts with that driver waking up that morning and going, am I fit to drive today? Do mm. I feel well enough to drive today? Yeah. You know, if I got two hours of sleep because I was up all night with my baby, should I be driving 250 miles today? Probably not. Mm. And then this idea of, is my vehicle fit? So starting with that inspection, just a digital inspection that can take me through the elements of the asset that are critical to operation today. Oh, and let's just pretend like that's not the most important efficiency move they're going to make every day. Every organization <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm going to yeah. send this vehicle out. It's ready to rock. It's not going to break down today. Oh, but if I find out that there's something wrong, I could address it before that driver gets out on the road to serve those yep. 20 customers I've, I've given to them today when it probably should be like 10. Right. So, <laughs> you know, we talked about that too. So I think it's, it's a combination of a mindset tools and technology, um, a really prescribed, um, way of working for that driver throughout the day that starts with how am I doing today? And is my vehicle ready to go today? Yeah. And that's how did that happen? I think now you got, you got fire you got fireworks in the background i think that's great sometimes if i'm going one two balloons <laughs> go up i don't know we'll see what happens today i talk with my hands we'll see we're gonna get all kinds of cool stuff happening but i think it's those things it's, it's tools tech policy but it starts with this you know culture of safety within the organizations and that is a body of work and i i have a whole podcast just about safety culture because um it really takes time and it takes a yeah. whole group of people, you know, operations and legal and HR and, and um, 
you know, just every organiz every organization has these functional business units that do specialized work for the work. They need to come together and decide how do we want to work and who, who are we? So many organizations, especially pest control, are uber focused on the safety of the nature of the work they're going to do, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They are using chemicals. They are, they're, they're operating vehicles and they're using um, materials that they have to be um, educated on and extremely safe with. But that safety doesn't go into the cab. And if you think about the cab as just another work zone or today's work site, it changes the mindset, right? Oh, yeah. If you can say it's super important that we're safety, we're safety conscious because, you know, we work on power lines or cable lines, or we've got guys going up in lifts or we're electricians or, or we're spraying chemicals on lawns or around homes or dealing with, dealing with pests. These orgs do care about safety. And if you go on these websites of these organizations, you'd think they're the safest organizations, but what they haven't done is taken that safety mindset into the cab of the vehicle. So that's what it really takes. I mean, lots of different arms and legs there in that answer. And we can dig into that, but that's essentially sort of the framework, I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think it starts with the culture. The culture dictates so much about, uh, how your organization really flows. Uh, I, I loved your example of um, like, is this a person you would hang out with, right? And a lot of companies, their culture is not somebody you would hang out with. You're only <laughs> there for that paycheck. Mm-hmm. And yep. that actually complicates matters because yep. now you've got somebody who's who's in at some level is disgruntled and that's going to yep. come out um, and it's going to come out partly in the way they drive. Yeah, um, it's in their work. Human beings, yeah. Well, yeah. absolutely. Um, we're we're we are not a safety first organization. We are a safety always organization, because we have found that safety first frequently gets in the way of actually getting the job done, um, because it gets to be. I don't want to say too big of a priority, but. Safety always, if you're constantly thinking about being safe as you do your job, I think you're getting more done and you're doing it more efficiently. It becomes second nature. Yes, exactly. Instead of, okay, we got to stop all everything and make sure everything's safe. You got to do our fleet stuff. We got to do our fleet. If fleets, if organizations make it easy, and I talk about this a lot, the, the easier that we as organizations make it for our drivers and technicians our professional drivers to do all the fleet stuff they won't think about it they'll it'll become that inspection second nature starts their day off right mm-hmm. when they gotta get an alert that says um you know you need an oil change or tires or whatever call this number they do we get them scheduled or however that works for different organizations when they get an alert that says um you know that they've got uh, low tire pressure, name it, name it. When we make it so easy for them to do their fleet job, their driving job, their professional driving job, then they will go, okay, that's, it becomes second nature. And it's, it, those tools and technologies allow, allow that driver to just be 
totally engrossed in their vocational work. And always in the background, we have this, these um, alerts and reports and scorecards and things that we're feeding them that they can safely view and understand what they need to do to stay safe and efficient every day. And we're training them. We're training them all every day, all along. And that's what, it, that's what it takes. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it pencil whipping. You can't do it preaching. It's all about making it easy for them to be the professional driver by providing exactly. them with the right things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, you touched on a little bit here, but what kind of technology should a company be implementing for their vehicles? Right. So, you know, it really depends on, you know, the industry, the types of vehicles, but essentially you've got to have a way the driver has to have some sort of tool where he or she can um, report on things that are going on during the day, right. About them, about their vehicle. So likely that's some mobile resource management tool and likely for most fleets, it's a P iPad or it's a, some sort of a, um, um, you know, mobile device. I think many fleets obviously are just using phones, right? Mm -hmm. And they have so many capabilities. So the first thing is that you have to have a tool that you can send down things like digital inspection links and things, and they have to be able to download apps to do these, um, you know, inspections and other things easily and quickly, yeah. right? Take pictures of issues and all that good stuff, report accidents, all the things, God forbid they get in an accident. They need to be able to know what to do and how to do it. So the first is the drivers need something to communicate on. And the second piece is the vehicle needs to talk to the organization. So you think about telematics, right? Telematics, um, you know, you got a device, in the vehicle that can transmit data up from the ECM and talk about the driver behavior behind the wheel, talk about what's going on with the vehicle. Does service need done? What's the odometer? Um, how much fuel's in the tank? And, and I say that too, because organizations want to know when a driver has fueled more than what could actually fit in the tank, not just was the driver at the fueling station. That's easy. Yeah, We can do that lat latitude and longitude match. It's, did they get the fuel we needed them to get? Did they pay that price we needed them to pay? Because we really want them to go, go to this network of shops that we might have mm -hmm. to deal with. You know, there's all these nuances. But when the vehicle can talk to us through telematics, then we can start to home in on how we uh, control the efficiency aspects of our fleet as well as the safety. So I think mobile device, telematics, and then what goes a step further and I think this is where a lot of insurance companies are coming into organizations and saying, accidents are going up despite what you're doing. And we all know that's distracted driving. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, and they're saying telematics is great. It's just not enough because we can't see what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. So although a lot of vehicles have um, advanced driver assistance systems or ADOS in them, those can be disabled by the driver. So in my truck, I, I can turn that off. You know, yep. if I leave it on, it gives me all kinds of things. Forward collision warning. I'm following too closely. Someone's coming up on my left. Someone's coming up on my right, whatever the case might be. So cameras then connect with 
the telematics device and provide that next layer of, of safety tech. And there's outward facing and inward facing and, and both. Now, of course, as a safety leader, I, I recommend that the, the inward facing camera should always be um, a top priority. However, a lot of organizations start with outward facing and they have to socialize um, correctly. And there's so many great ways to do that. I have a podcast about that, but to socialize the inward facing camera, it's like, we don't care what you're doing. We don't, I don't care if you're picking your nose. Okay. What I, <laughs> what I do care about very much is if you're on a device, right. Yep. Yep. Or you're doing some sort of activity in the vehicle that is something other than driving. Yep. And the AI in these cameras is so great guys. Now that we don't have to watch videos all day. If I have a fleet of 10,000, do you think I have time? Me and my maybe three or four administrators do you know that at my job where I had 10,000 vehicles at one point, I it was never myself and more than four people on my team ever in my time. Wow. So, you know, you can't watch videos, but what the no. AI does is it's your eyes and ears. It tells you only what you need to know, when you need to know it, and then it records events that are important so you can use it for coaching. And it also scores the driver so the driver has a front row seat to his or her safety score all the time and they can self-correct and they will. The ones that won't are anomalies and you can coach yep. them into it or not and then decide. Yeah. So th that's kind of the tech stack. But then I think what rounds it all out is, I'm sorry, none of us have time to sit behind a computer all day and worry about um, our maintenance costs per mile and who's stealing fuel and who's driving fast and who, you know, all these things. So having a place where all the data resides is the icing on the tech stack cake, right? That icing is all my data in one place. I don't have to go onto multiple systems to find it and bring it in myself and try to make sense of it. A good fleet intelligence um, software solution will provide all of those insights. So I want to log on in the morning and go, okay, these are the five things I need to focus on today. These are my biggest risk items. And then at the end of the week, I want to go on and say, what are some trends that I'm seeing in my fleet? What, what are we, oh gosh, we're seeing a lot of idling. Let's do an idling campaign. And then I do my idling campaign and then my software can then tell me how effective that campaign was and, or is going, you know, so it's, it's proact, it's, it's proactive. It's, predictive in nature, but it's also reactive in the sense that day to day, I can focus on the people that are putting my organization at risk the most right now and address it because it's in my face. So that's kind of, for me, the, the tech stack part of how we make um, our fleets, I'll say like the safest and most efficient. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on with that because I know my industry, or at least I know the industry that I've been exposed to. <laughs> and that is coaching is not telling somebody if they keep doing this or good. <coughs> that me. is not the definition of coaching. Yep. You know, coaching is not what you see in the movies when you got this tough coach and he's yelling at the team, you know, that's not coaching. 
Yeah. Okay. Coaching is encouraging. Coaching is like you said, like coming up with a program that, you know, encouraging them to do it right. Right. Coaching is getting a benefit and bringing value. Just like you want your employees to bring you value. Coaching is bringing them value. So do you have to sometimes go beyond that and go to discipline? Absolutely. Like you said, some people are uncoachable, you know? Well, yep. that's the choice. And then they're showing you that they're not the kind of driver in this case that you want on your staff. Exactly. You know? um, and quite frankly, if they're not going to be safe in the vehicle, how can you trust them with certain materials? You know, most of the materials we use in this industry are fairly benign, but we do have a few that are absolutely extremely deadly if used prop improperly yep. and outside the label. And you know, are these the kind of people you want? You know, these people are out there, you know, quite frankly, they're spraying poisons around kids and pets and families and food, you know, in hotels and restaurants that could affect thousands and thousands of people. If they're unwilling to be coached, you know, that's pretty telling. Bottom line, yeah, your bottom yeah. line is, is going to be affected in a much bigger way than driving. And in my experience, I think the, the, the employees that I've worked with over the years, especially just thousands of drivers in my previous job, the trends that we saw, the guy that would, was the excessive speeder was the guy who didn't wear a seatbelt was the guy who was late for work was the guy who was shortcutting Mm -hmm. somewhere else. (laughs) And when you dig in and you find out this uncoachable guy or gal is doing one or two things, you find out that they're they're non-compliant in a lot of other areas too. So you're right. Yep. That's just the kind of person you're like, not worth it for my org. But I think the experience that I had on the positive side of that was the easier that we made it for them to be safe. They figured it out and they self-coached, right? They self-disciplined. They So there wasn't this like stick. It was more like this carrot of like, of encouragement and what happens when um what's in it for them what happens when they do things right their vehicle runs well and they get to all their customers and they make the most money they could have made that day yeah and and they did that because their vehicle didn't break down because they followed those sort of protocols they didn't get in an accident because they were following those protocols so over time or they did get in an accident and they got exonerated you know, fleets don't, fleets are targets because they're billboards. Oh yeah. So they're targets for people and they get exonerated from one. They tell all the other drivers, I got exonerated. It wasn't my fault. And I got off the hook because this camera recorded what really happened. So it takes time, but once you can show them what's in it for them and how you truly care about them getting home safe every day, and then never putting themselves in a position where they might injure someone, someone's loved one. Every it, Everybody is someone's mom, sister, brother. Everybody has someone and you're affecting families when you get in an accident and you've hurt someone. So nobody wants to carry that. So when you can convince and influence your population of, of workers, drivers, employees, that of what's in it for them to be safe that's mm-hmm. when the game changes and that takes yep. that culture you know it takes that effort top to bottom side to side you know for sure yeah. 
definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, we, and we, so, so Aaron, so we're looking at this, we've talked about this and we've digested a lot of information here. We've been on here for a while. Um, we, we've talked about how technology is really making, you know, the driver safer and a little bit more professional as far as what they're doing. We've discussed this as far as how we're going to coach, convince, you know, our staff, um, you know, about this technology that we're going to be implementing in the vehicle and everything and how to do that the correct way, which is really some very good key points that, that you hit on with that, because, you know, yeah, you just can't beat somebody over the, you know, the head with a stick. It's just not going to work. And I know the company we were at when they implemented some things, they really didn't go into that as far as the reasoning behind the technology was in the vehicle and what was going to be, you know, going to be done and what's going to be expected. Um, some really good points with that. So when we're looking at this, really with the topic of today, this whole bottom line thing as far as pest management professionals being considered professional drivers, are they considered professional drivers? Oh, 150%. They need, so what, in my understanding of what you do in your industry, it's it's mobile service, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, is that a, a good definition of, of what- 100%. percent you know, uh, management professionals do right so mobile service is i got wheels that, that are on the road all day long i'm driving somewhere in between 50 and 150 miles a day yep. to service customers there's no better definition than a professional driver yep. they might see themselves as a vocational worker like i spray lawns i clean carpets i um you know repair and replace vehicle windshields. I, I do all these things and I'm highly technical and trained at my job. And I'm really good at that. I'm an electrician, name it. But at the end of the day, if I need wheels to get where I'm going, then I, then I'm a professional driver. Yeah. Well, totally let me agree. ask you this on that topic, Aaron, how do you think a court of law is going to look at them? Oh, that, that's, that's why we're here today. Right. Because <laughs> it's like that that's to raise this awareness that in a courtroom, they're a driver and they've yeah. made a mistake on the road that it, they don't care what that driver does. They're not going to be like, Hey, so are, are you a, um, you know, glass technician? Are you a, an electrician or a utility worker? Are you, a pet, you yeah. know, do you, do you yeah. work in the pest management, um, world? They, no, no, you're going to be talking about what happened on the road behind exactly. the wheel of the vehicle. Yep. Yep, exactly. And what are you doing behind the wheel? You're driving. You should only yeah. be driving. Yep. And you're basically being paid to drive. Yep. Exactly. You're a professional driver. Yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. So whether you think you're you are or your team is or not, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, the law considers you a professional driver. So you might as yep. well get your head around that. Exactly. Um, because that's how it's gonna play out if something bad happens. Mm -hmm. You yep. know. Um and like you were saying, I remember watching a video. I don't know. I was searching probably something about this. And it was a regular truck driver, you know, carrier for whoever. And um, he was in a bad situation, not his fault. And he had no choice. If he did this, he was going to hit somebody. If he did that, he was going to hit somebody. And um, they were the the insurance company for the other side was trying to make him fully responsible for stuff. And just like you said, the camera exonerated him. 
Yep. You know, yep. it showed he had no options because of what the other vehicles and drivers had chosen to do. Yep. And so he, and in fact, he did minimize what could have happened. Oh, um, yeah. But, you know, he was, again, he was exonerated because they were going after who had the deepest pocket. Yeah, exactly. That's always what it's about. Yeah, that's always so, it. You know, protect your protect your company. You're protecting yep. your drivers, which is super critical because if you don't have them, you can't make any money. No, right? exactly. So, and and we all know it's not easy to find um, employees, let alone drivers these days. So, yep. like this to me is such a no brainer. Organizations can protect themselves. And for me, and I know this is kind of a a different way of looking at things, but I think that safety tech and this culture of safety and, and helping drivers realize, you know, how important their driving role is, is a driver retention tool. I think your people stay longer when they know you really care and why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. It's all in your exactly. messaging. And I yep. think the second thing it is, it's a recruiting tool. Come work for us because we don't have accidents. Our drivers get home safe every day. And we care enough. We give you everything you need to be safe because that's who we are. That is a that is a, an attractive thing to drivers who see are out on the roadways and they see all these accidents. They probably have been involved in them before for another company. Mm-hmm. They've probably not been exonerated for something that wasn't their fault at some point in their career. So I think it retains employees and I think it attracts, attracts employees. So, I mean, that's a big deal in today's environment. Oh, it totally is. And that's, and that's even really a good, a good point you make there that, that, that is something to attract new people because they do want to work for companies that do, that care about them and that do have things in place. Um, So I think that is a really good point that you make that that can be an attractive thing to, to get people on there that, yeah, you do have a, you do have a safe fleet and you do have things in place that are going to help you get home at night. And that's that's a big deal. Talking about that, they should be saying, we're a company that never rests until everyone's safe. That's how p- companies should market themselves. Yeah. Like if they, if they do that, then, and, and then people can believe it. They got something to back it up. It's a great um, foundation to, to yeah. build everything on because I said it a million times on my podcast. If you build for safety, like that tech stack we talked about, every other area that will take care of itself. Yep all of the other efficiencies that you must have to reduce cost in this high cost environment to continue to reduce cost and risk. You've got to have that, those tools and technologies build for safety. Everything else falls in line. Exactly. Yeah. Totally agree I with think, that. Um, the other thing that you did said earlier that goes right along with that is your messaging. It's how you okay. say it. And that's what Foster was alluding to yep. when he was talking about the company we used to work with is here. They came with um you know this new technology basically and all we ever heard all we ever heard was it was about money this will lower our insurance costs well how does that affect my paycheck yeah didn't yeah except that it made me go slower so i couldn't get to as many jobs exactly i mean that's really what you know that's what people think i mean even though um, the reality is, is it was actually there to make us safer mm-hmm. and, to, and to provide us with more safety as we did our jobs. Um, and the driving environment where we were at and Foster still is, is insane, you know? Um, and, uh, 
you know, that's the thing is, is don't, especially if you don't have this, like, I want to have this as soon as I have an employee, I want this already in the truck. I want it part of the thing. I don't have to do as much um, explaining and, you know, get the buy-in it's already there. Right. Yeah. Um, but t- if you're going to be putting these in, make sure they realize, and really it's going to show if you, you need to be thinking this, this is really safety. This isn't just a mm-hmm. money saver, which isn't yeah. bad. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's a good thing for everyone because the yeah. more money the company makes, the better raises yeah. they can give people. People exactly. get raises, all the beautiful or better people. benefits or, you know, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. But make this a part of your culture. Make sure yep. that you're, you're, you're using this as a benefit. You're using this to actually coach your people. Hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, we're having a consistent issue here with this. I know you can do better. You're better than this, you know? Yep. Um, and make it fun. I mean, make it fun. Yeah, if you've got, right. you got five or 10 employees or you've got way more than that, you know, have scorecards and leaderboards and stuff so people can like, hey, I want to be better. Boston wants to be better than LA. Who wants to be better than Austin? Who wants to be better than San Antonio? Whatever. Exactly. I mean, that is how you foster this fun environment of yep. being safe versus it always feeling punitive. Exactly. Yeah. I remember... Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was one of the old steel moguls and he had bought this. He had, uh, he was having trouble with one of his plants. So he comes in at the end of the day and he finds out like, you know, how much they produced. And he literally, all he does is in big letters on the floor, right at the entrance. He like chalks the number right there. So everybody on the second shift could see it. And what happened? The second shift outperformed the day shift. So then the next day, and so what they do? They scratched it off, and then they wrote their number. And he said, all of a sudden, this this bad plant ended up being the top producing plant in his entire, you know, conglomerate. And it's just what you're saying because people naturally are competitive. You get somebody like Foster doing that, (laughs) it's over. He'll demolish anybody. I've seen him do it. You know, um, yeah. I love telling Foster he can't do something. Realizes I do that. Oh, yeah, you probably can't get this done, Foster. And all of a sudden, it's done. It's done. Bam. It's like, you know, you got to try something different. And, and, and the, it's all about that messaging. I love that example because it does it just raises awareness in a fun way and everybody gets on yeah. board and yeah. the everybody gets on board part is, is what it takes. Yeah. You know? Oh, I mean, literally me he didn't, this guy didn't pull the, the um, plant manager in and have a talk. He didn't, he didn't talk to the super, he didn't do none of that happened. He literally, I was just boggled by, <laughs> I was like this, that's what makes this guy brilliant. That's why he was a billionaire back in the, early 1900s or late 1800s right is because he knew how people worked he knew how to get them to do you know in appropriate way mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh that's something that we can all learn and be better at yeah. i love it yeah love well it. thank you just so much aaron for being oh, here today really you. just you know delving into this topic here and just imparting your knowledge and everything we just really certainly appreciate your day and 
uh, and your time for today and stuff. And everybody, make sure you go and check out that that previous episode we had with Aaron because that was some really good information that we talked about. And Aaron, we're going to have you basically back on again uh, in April, uh, again, live to really talk about uh, Distracted uh, Driving Awareness Month. So we're going to have you back on live. So if everybody, if you like this with Aaron, make sure that you mark your calendar for April. We'll have her on live again. And I'm sure we're going to have her on again. So uh, we just certainly appreciate uh, your time and everything today. It's my pleasure. Anytime we can work together, especially in the mobile service, you know, world to just drive awareness. I mean, I think that's like great work. I've loved talking with you guys. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. <laughs> um, you have such a, a great industry um, where, you know, you guys are so good at what you do and it's just adding this extra layer, um, this critical layer of awareness <laughs> that I think is going to, uh, be a game changer. The more we talk about it, um, you know, the better. So thanks again for, for having me on today. It was so much fun. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank totally. You. Like I said, you know, I'm, I think you see the passion. I'm really excited about the fact that you've been on. I'm excited about the topic and, and you know why? Because I'm a lousy driver. <laughs> we all, can be, we all have bad habits, right? Uh, we can and, um, I, you know, I have ADHD. I, I know I cannot touch that phone when I'm driving. Yep. I, yep. I am. I'm not perfect. I won't even dream to say that I'm perfect, but I'm pretty religious. I get the GPS going before I leave. I, if I'm going to listen to a podcast or a book, it's going before I leave. And then I put the phone on the little thing, you know, my little holder yep. and I do my best never to touch it. Exactly. You know, because I know for me, if I get on that phone and start doing something stupid, it's over. I mean, that yep. doesn't even have to be a car around, you yep. know, and I had no coaching. I had no driver's training. I had no nothing except, well, Cully, you really screwed this up, didn't you? you know, <laughs> kinda, uh, yeah, unfortunately. And, um, you know, and it's true. I mean, I was, it was not. You know, I I almost always had a point on my driving record until I was in my forties. Same, you know? and and we and, and we can dig into driver training at some other point. Yeah, because that is such a critical step in this whole safety culture yeah, journey. Absolutely. Is what do you do before you hand them the keys? I mean, for God's sakes, and so we we can we'll we'll yeah. save that topic for another day. But that yep. is certainly part right. of this whole um, plan. Yeah. Because a yeah. big portion of that is just your mindset while you're on the road, right? Exactly. Um, but um, so needless to say, so that's why I get passionate about this topic. I think it's really important because there's lots of people out there who are in the same boat I was. You know, yeah. they, for whatever reason, you got distraction issues. Mine, mine's ADHD, undiagnosed ADHD, and um, uh, amongst just being young, dumb, you know, <laughs> young man. <laughs> Um, exactly. and yeah, so yeah. needless to say, I just, I think this is important. We're here to help people, um, through these issues. And I, you know, I think you've been a big benefit today, Aaron, and Thank uh, thanks for being with us. We're super happy to be creating this relationship with you. And, um, Same. you know, if your company ends up making more money, good. <laughs> exactly. That's what yeah, we're I all just, about. That's we're what just we trying want. to save lives. Right? That's exactly. what I'm trying to do. So that's you my know, main goal. <laughs> yeah, well, we agree with that 100%, you know. Um, so, yeah, thanks yeah. again. Thank you, guys. Thanks oh, so you're much. welcome. I'll see you all again soon on 
Pest Bossy TV for sure. That's right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And again, thanks everyone for watching today. We certainly do appreciate it. Make sure you just check out all our great content on PestBossyTV.com and uh, you can watch the replay of this as well too. So That's right. Make sure you sign up for the um, Learn uh, or the Succeed. Um, what do we call them? Channels? Well, they're the membership, apps, basically. Yeah, they're, they're the pro. Get on exactly. and get those going for yourself yep. because – you know, going to uh, training once a year or twice a year just really isn't enough. No, There's too not. much to learn in this industry. Um, I've been in here for almost 30 years, and I still don't know it all. <laughs> you know, I learned so much just trying to bring this to everybody. I'm I'm super grateful. So yep. get on there and check those out. We really do want you guys to learn, grow, and succeed in the pest control industry. Thanks for listening to this production of The Pest Posse. Want to sharpen your pest control skills and knowledge? Then you don't want to miss out on PestPosseTV.com. Head over there for a treasure drove of video-based continuous training, weekly episodes, and so much more that will help you learn, grow, and succeed in this great pest control industry. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, Pest Posse TV is your go-to resource for pest control-related training and information. It's like having a mentor and trainer right at your fingertips 24-7. Be sure to follow the Pest Posse on social media to catch the latest updates and exclusive sneak peeks into what's coming up next. Be sure to tell your friends, colleagues, your neighbor, heck, tell everyone you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content we provide. Until next time, remember, pest control is an adventure. So go out there and enjoy the adventure with Pest Posse TV.